0: what is up everybody and welcome to the joe kilgallon podcast aka kilgallon's pub i'm your host stand-up comedian extraordinaire joseph matthew kilgallon got the full fucking name this week that's what you just got it is a monday evening you'll be listening to this hopefully as it comes out tuesday january 10th oh my god we're already 10 days into january where has the time gone it's gone 10 days that's where it's fucking gone that's an annoying thing right when people start, I am, yeah, you know, let me reel back a little bit, Joe. Let's let's step back. Let's slow it down. I can understand, like, when it hits February 1st and someone goes, shit, already February? That I get. Because the year is still just, it, it's just begun. But every now and then, you'll run across someone who'll be like, could you believe it's June already? I'm like, yes, motherfucker. I can believe it's June already. I've been paying attention. What have you been doing? Have you not noticed? Fucking days are going by. Pull your head out of your ass and live your life. Let's pay attention to what's going on around us, huh? What did the great philosopher Ferris Bueller once say? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. John Hughes wrote that. Ferris Bueller delivered it through actor Matthew Broderick. All right. I like to start off every podcast with some gratitude. So big shout out to all of the Patreon subscribers. You all are amazing. Bonus episode coming your way. Actually, it should be out by the time you listen to this. Also, everyone who subscribes to YouTube, TikTok, over 51,000 subscribers on TikTok now or followers, whatever the fuck you call them. Um, Good to see YouTube. uh, I said that already. Uh, Twitter. Although I fucking that site. Instagram. I realized I've been slacking on Instagram. So maybe I got to start to push some more eggs in the Instagram basket. We will see. I do have some exciting news to announce. Um, We're working on the end credits for my special that was filmed back October 1st at the gutter in Brooklyn. And it's coming together. I'm very, very excited for everyone to see this thing. It is all coming together. Don't know. I don't have a date for you. I really don't. I wish part of me could pull a trigger and just be like, it's going to be this date. But I want to, um, I want to see, I don't know. I I know without giving away too much. I definitely don't. I, I could just throw it on YouTube, which is the thing that a lot of people have been doing now. But I want to see if I could get any bites from a platform, which I should. But the industry is very weird these days, the way they do things now. Someone told me Netflix won't even look at you unless you have X amount of followers and can sell X amount of tickets. So which is a little weird on Netflix's part. If I were an executive on Netflix, I'd be like, why are we doing that? Oh, because we want their audience to watch Netflix. Okay, but wouldn't it be cool if we discovered people that that'd be kind of cool, too, because then we could get people in the Netflix family. Right. We find some up and coming comedians. We watch their content, say, this shit's great. We're going to put it out there. And then we work with that person. You know, we develop a relationship. Maybe they develop a couple projects, movies, TV shows, further specials come around. And then they could be like, this is a, a legit Netflix original. Someone we found, discovered and and gave them their first shot. But instead, it's kind of like, oh, you already have a few hundred thousand, even a million or so followers. You're already kicking ass. We're going to slap that end next to your face and cash in that way. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird business and I'll admit I've never been good on the business side of stand-up comedy. I just have not. I don't have that. I like business in the sense that when I go into a business, I look around and I'm like, how would I make this bar better? I'd get rid of that. I'd get rid, you know, I mean, I could, oh, I'll have it this day. I'll have it that night. Um, If I, you know, when I go into different businesses, I, I look to myself, how would I improve them? How would I, that's where I'm I'm like a fixer that's where my skill comes in there but as far as like myself pushing my brand as a stand-up comedian and and shaking hands and kissing babies that that side of the industry not really into um i've never been very good at that i'm a good um i'm good in the room in the sense that when the show's over and i'm hanging out with the crowd i that's my element but because i'm not bullshitting anybody i always feel like when you're hanging around a lot of industry even though I don't do it, I don't bullshit people. I feel like they come a, they've come accustomed to people kissing their ass. They lie in the grass waiting for it. They expect it. and there's just this weird just it's just so unrelaxing. There's parts of it where it's just like, no one tells you who the fuck they are either. I've caught myself in embarrassing situations because I thought I was talking to just a person I'm like, oh, this is someone introduced me to you. you're just you're, you're just a cool person, huh? And then I start talking about something and then later they're like, yeah, I know all about that. I work for so-and-so and and I'm an agent over here. And you're like, all right, cool. I didn't know that because you weren't introduced that way. You're introduced as a friend of a friend who used to work at this bar that I used to go to. And now that's how we're talking. You know, it's like shit like that. And so now I made an ass of myself explaining to you, like this happened to me, there was a, a manager who I didn't know she was a manager because someone told me, oh, she used to live in Chicago. She worked at that bar. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that bar. Hi, how are you? I just started talking to her. And then I mentioned Just for Laughs Festival, which everyone calls JFL for short. And I said, JFL, it stands for Just for Laughs. And then people were like, yeah, she fucking knows, dummy. And I'm like, well, regular people might not know that. The average person might They're like, she works in the industry. I'm like, well, I didn't know. She doesn't want a fucking late, uh, name tag that says her job title. You know, that that's like shit like that that I just couldn't stand. Um, cause everything's fun until that point and it's a bother. It's a real bother. I'm like all frozen now. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. You know, I filmed this as well and the camera froze up on me. So it was annoying. But anyway, the special looks great. Sounds great. I really love the content of this one. It's a different side of me. Uh, it's still very much me. Don't get me wrong. It's still Joe, but there's a different side of me, um, that you're going to see. So I really feel like there's, you know, there's I, I get I get more personal than I've ever had before and anything else. Um, so I really hope you guys watch it on whatever platform it comes out on. So there you go. All right. Moving on to uh some other fun stuff. Um I am currently in day, what is this, the ninth? Ninth's almost over with I'm, I'm nine nine days into dry January. First time in my life I've ever not had alcohol. I'm I'm going to attempt to not have alcohol for an entire month. And son of a bitch, I didn't realize it was a 31-day month. That was a mistake in retrospect. But it was, you know, I used to rail against this because I used to say to people when back when Joe Rogan and those guys were doing Sober October and then that kind of spread around. I met a lot of people like, oh, I'm doing Sober October. And I'm like, is it because it rhymes? Why October of all the months to not drink? That never made sense to me. Because October is a great month to drink. It's like the last month of good weather in a lot of cities around the world in the Northern Hemisphere, right? And you get in fall has like a crispness in the air. It's real crisp. Uh, there's the leaves changing and shit. You could rock jeans and a hoodie, which is what I'm wearing right now because it was 45 degrees today in Chicago, which felt very balmy. I, was, I rolled down my windows. And, you know, and yeah, and plus you got football in full swing, basketball and hockey are just getting going baseball's playoffs are rocking you got uh premier league soccer going so like the five big sports right there those are the five my five favorites are all like they're running you know um college football college basketball is just beginning so there's if you're a sports fan a lot going on right there it's also your last month to drink on patios So a good day drinking month there's just there's a lot to like about it so i just and halloween ends that month So I never understood the idea of like, let's take these 31 days off that, you know, and I never understood the fact that like, you don't have to be married to your calendar. If you want, you could say, you know what? I'm not going to drink from February 3rd to March 3rd. Like it doesn't have to be the whole month, but I understand why people do it. So cut the bullshit. I'll get to right, right to where I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing sober January. Now I was exercising pretty well. I was going to the gym starting in mid-October through first week of December. I was going three or four times a week. I was doing good. Only lost a couple pounds, Um, but I was, I was seeing some results, you know, and then the wife got COVID, which was, which sucked. I'm actually just getting over something. I had like, I I thought I had strep throat because my son had it, but thankfully I didn't. Um, But I've been feeling a lot better today, but over the weekend was bad to cancel on a show. I was real bummed about that anyway, though. So I decided after after the wife got COVID, then that following week was my kids' last week of school before Christmas break started, and I used the, I had to go Christmas shopping, so I just I lost my chance to go to the gym. So I took like pretty much the whole month of December off from going to the gym, and it's Christmas time, New Year's, you know the holidays. I went hard for you Patreon subscribers. You know the last bonus episode of Patreon. I told you all about my latest hangover and that was not fun. I mean the night of drinking was a blast, but the next morning was 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 harsh. And so I remember I thought to myself this was like on December 29th or 30th. I'm like dude, you've been eating like a pig, you've been drinking like a fish. It's it maybe pump the brakes. And then um I saw someone make a post about the, how they're doing a dry January. And I thought, "You know what? I I looked at my January and I'm like, "You know, what? I don't I'm not slam packed with shows. Got some good ones, don't get me wrong. But it's not like um like December, I was very busy. And November was pretty busy. Uh no, not December was busy. And so then I was like, this would be a good month, right? Sober up, reset, take the 30 days off, come back in February. Super Bowl is usually right around the first weekend of February. So oh, that's the second weekend this year, I think. And then and then get after it that way. I could get some more shit done, you know. Um, so I was like, all right, this is gonna be great. And I am nine days in i'm bored out of my fucking skull i'm i'm i am nine days into sober january and i am bored out of my fucking skull i don't here's the thing i got real stressed out a couple days ago and i was like i gotta get the fuck out of the house and look big family man but you everyone you need a day where it's like just by yourself right you need you christmas break right I was, I was with everybody all the time and i'm sure they felt that way too they're probably like i'm gonna be around this cycle all the time let's get some break you know let's yeah let's let's push it away a little bit here and so you don't know what to do you there's what am i gonna go to a coffee shop hang out at a coffee shop like at night like i'm talking about evening i need to get out of the house at night and without drinking i i can't imagine i could go to a bar and just drink diet cokes it's too tempting you run into an old friend like you want to do a shot you're like "Ah, i'm doing a sober january like ah fuck you sober january Why? Were you an alcoholic. I'm like, no, I'm not an alcoholic. I just wanted 30 days, 31 days off, you know, reset the old liver. Oh, come on. You only live once. I haven't seen you in a while. Do a shot. A shot. It's like this much alcohol. Come on. You can do a shot. And you're like, fine. I'll do a fucking shot. And one shot turns into six. And before you know it, you're button TVs. Like you don't want to live that life. So that's why it's good to have the reset. But man, is it boring? Um, you know, it's just, there's only so many options to go out without alcohol being present. I've never thought of myself as like an alcoholic, but I'm definitely someone who really enjoys booze. I don't need it. I don't have like a shaky hand thing going on, but I definitely feel like it's such a social thing. That's why I've always been a big fan of bars and pubs, the social atmosphere. It's like this gathering of people who are looking to have a good time or drink some pain away. But for the most part, most people go into a bar or pub, looking to, you know, let loose a little bit, take the edge off. And that's why I've always been attracted to them. I remember being a kid thinking every time I drove by a bar, I would look, you know, driving, you know, you're driving the car with your family, you look out the window and you'd see like a shamrock glow, glowing in the window with the Miller light sign. And I'm like, that looks fun. I was like eight going, that looks like, aw- what are they doing? They're shooting pool in there. I want to play pool. You no know one I know is a pool table, bars have pool tables. Like it's just everything about the bar scene just screamed out to me. Like, this is where you belong, Joseph. And I worked at bars, and I still do as a comedian. Obviously, a lot of shows are at bars, but doing it the sober way, man, it it scares me because I thought to myself, what if I really was an alcoholic and I had a problem? It would take me a long time to adjust. So this, this, uh, my heart goes out to, or tip of the hat, I should say, tip of the hat to anyone who is a recovering alcoholic and can still go into bars and not be tempted and have a good time. That's amazing because I'm 10 days into being sober and I'm just doing it for a month. I'm getting back on that horse come February 1st, baby. It might be January 31st at 12.01 a.m. and I'm going to be throwing back some pints. But like, holy shit. Um, My Mad respect. A lot of respect for people who could pull that off. Now it's different. I was hanging out with a friend of mine uh, last week, playing some poker, and he never drank. So, you know, he obviously could go to bars and, and be social. It's not, it's a different thing. He was never immersed in that culture. So there's nothing for him to miss. Completely different. Um, which reminds me, actually, there was a fun question that was uh, brought up at poker. The fun question that was brought up at poker was this. My man, I'll say his name. He, he probably doesn't care. Shout out to Jeff Steinbrunner. Here was the fun question that uh, he asked the whole poker table. There's three things. You have to eliminate one of them, and people won't miss it. So it's not like you're eliminating something that they're gonna miss. They 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 just don't even know it existed. And other three things, it's gambling, drinking, alcohol, or uh porn. I hesitated because I know if I say the word porn, I can't post this on TikTok now. Son of a bitch. Anyhow, I'll have to bleep that, I guess. And so I thought about it. I'm like, which would I eliminate of those three? And I chose porn. And some people at the table like, eh. and look, I'm pro porn. I like it. But of those three things, I like drinking too much. Like I said before, there's like a camaraderie about it. Like your team won, you clank drinks. You're like, ah, oh, we fucking did it, right? You, you know, you toast with one. There's just, there's a social aspect to it. I love gambling. I didn't want to get rid of because even though gambling does destroy some lives, I asked him, I go, would lottery tickets be part of it? yeah, lottery is gambling. I go, see, like there's something, there's little things like that that people, if you eliminate gambling, you're essentially eliminating luck in a lot of ways. And I like the idea that people are like, or people get lucky, you know? I I, I was somewhere once where someone won a huge raffle, like a 50-50 raffle for a few grand, and they almost went to tears because they really needed a few grand. I'm like, that's amazing. I don't want to eliminate that kind of hope. There's hope that goes along with gambling. So right there, I'm like, "Mm, not eliminating that porn I thought you know what I still have my imagination you know you you'll just you'll find another way right porn wasn't as easily accessible when I was in high school and trust me I was still taking care of me I just had to use my imagination right you find uh you know I don't know girls going wild commercials are still a thing but you, you find like some you know an episode of friends when clearly the studio air conditioning was on a little too high there's just a lot there right there's jc Penny catalog I mean I'm trying to think of some of Victoria's secret right they're, they're, I mean that's not porn so that'd still be around you'd still have Instagram models there's still enough to get the get the brain going but uh no I couldn't I, I, that I couldn't eliminate alcohol or gambling other people were happy to eliminate alcohol and I was just like mm, I don't know about that one and then they said well the people want to miss and you'd find something else I'm like well the whole idea is you want to miss any of these things but I really think alcohol gambling, I rank ahead of porn. Speaking of porn, um, speaking of corn, I have to say, so TikTok doesn't take this down. If I post this clip on TikTok, Lana Rhodes was on a podcast in which she talked about how she regrets ever doing the thing that everyone knows her for, you know, that thing, right? And it's not uncommon. There's been other actresses in that genre of acting who have said similar things, but like part of me is like a little sad to hear that in a way, because you want to believe that people are doing things because they, that's what they love to do. And why not get paid to do what you love? You'll never work a day. If you get paid to do what you love. Um, although I've watched some of her videos and that look like work, but anyway, it was, and she said she'd even like sex that much. She considered herself asexual. And, uh, the person on the other who's was interviewing her on the podcast was like, oh, that just broke a lot of people's hearts. And it's like, yeah, they kind of bummed me out a little bit. Cause I'm like, man, I thought you, again, you, I like to think people love what they do. Um, especially when you get that famous in your field, like she was right up there, right? She's probably ranked in the top three in every search and all that stuff. She was one of the most famous, uh, actresses in that genre, but she made good points about like, how they they really prey on these women, and that part of it's like sucks. That really sucks. you know what I mean? And it's a field in which apparently she was explaining some stuff. There were dudes and people behind the camera making more. I always thought that was one of the few fields in which the women got paid more. and they they should. oh my, who the hell cares about the dude? I mean, some people do, obviously, but like the majority of people who are going on these sites, they're going for the ladies they should be getting paid way more. And that made me so sad. I was like, oh man, I thought at least that was the one thing that they should be. Cause it's like, cause it's the way our standards are in society. If you're a dude actor in that world, everyone's like, yeah, man, dude, can you blame them? If I was swinging that thing, I'd be on camera too. Right. That's how everyone's mindset is towards it. But the female side of it, a lot of people think how bad was her childhood, right? There's a lot of assumptions there and everything. So, You know, I'm happy she's coming out and speaking her truth about it and telling people how she feels and and whatnot. And maybe she'll expose the industry to the point where the pay gets better and it's more fair and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd hope that they got to unionize. They really should unionize. Um, That'd be a lot better for that industry because damn, man, it's what happens when they're like in in that world. You know, most of the ones who do the MILF uh, videos they're like 31 in that world, 31. They're like, yeah, you're getting old, sweetheart. And it's like 31 is not old. It's not. And it's, that's a tough business all around. I'll tell you. Um, so, but yeah, so good for her for spreading that out. I don't know if she's going to do a book or she's going to be on other stuff, but I'm seeing her on some podcasts. Maybe I could click so you guys could hear. Hold on. Smart people learn from other people's mistakes. Fools learn from their own. Those videos make me want to throw up it sounds like there's a brighter light that could be shined on this industry and one from a compensation standpoint and two a lot of people are being taken advantage of so many friends and girlfriends who thought porn was a good idea and they don't end up with the same outcome as me they end up with a bunch of videos of them getting fucked on the internet for their family to see if they make no money and it's over for them for reference at the time i was one of the most popular girls getting booked the most getting twelve hundred dollars a scene He's getting $15,000 to post a picture on Instagram. I was Which is 18. crazy because you're shooting a full sex scene, he's taking a picture and yeah. you're getting paid 10% of what he would. I don't even like having sex honestly. I'm pretty much asexual. It's not like there's like a change after doing porn. Okay, so that you heard, you heard what you heard. Um and of course my phone starts to ring there. Um yeah, that's that's Lana Rhodes, super famous. Um it's, it's crazy it's that pay discrepancy is ridiculous. Tell me they don't need to unionize. They need to, they need something because I think way too many people are getting preyed on taken advantage of. She mentioned that there are a lot of girls who end up doing some videos for their parents or family to see. And I'm thinking, man, would your family find out? And I go, yeah, but probably it's, but you know, it's crazy though. Like you see so many videos. There's so many videos out there of, you know, corn actresses and, and um you know you would think by one point i'd be like i know her holy shit you know what i mean but you know the world's huge there's a seven billion people out there so maybe and obviously she's trying to make a point that like you end up with no money and those videos are there forever that's i think her point and she's probably trying to reach out to anyone who's younger and that might be leaning into going into that world that she's probably telling them it's not worth it um, but then again, you know, maybe there are people out there who really, that's what they want. I just, I don't know. I don't want to live in a world where everyone who does that job was duped into it and has major emotional problems. But then again, it doesn't, surprise you, right. Wouldn't, when surprise because it's so not the norm. Um, you know what I mean? Nobody, I've never heard of anyone being like, I'm how old are you? 12. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, <laughs> I want to be top five searched. Like, you know, you don't want to be, I want to be part of the gangbang. Like, no one says that. Uh, You you go into it and then it it happens, I think. I don't know. And it can't all be like I went out to LA to be an actress and I couldn't get any roles. And then I took one job as that because I was desperate. And before I knew it, this is my career. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I always thought it was, obviously, I'm doing a lot of backtracking here, it feels like, but I always wanted to believe that uh cuz you know you don't want anyone to feel like they're a victim or whatever um that there was enough of the actresses out there who are like no I love this and this is liberating and I got the power in this but apparently with that paid they don't so I'm going to I'm going to follow her career now I'm going to really um see what else she has to say I feel like a book's coming we'll we'll pay attention to that we'll we'll take we'll take a look at what's going on in uh her career, Lana Rhodes. I know she was dating some dude who was friends with Jake Paul because every now and then I'd come across videos with her, um, with the whole Jake Paul crew or Logan Paul, one of the Pauls. I don't understand. One of those towheads. Um, what do they call them toeheads? Bond people are called toeheads, right? What's the backstory for that? Let's find out, huh? Okay, Google this very fast and be entertaining for a podcast. Let's see. T-O-E. Hopefully it's gonna watch with my luck, it's gonna have some horrible meaning. And people are going to be like, you need to delete this episode. Toe head meaning. What do we got? Toe head should be toehead, T-O-W head. This is a U.S. phrase and the reference to is toe, which is the light colored fiber of flax, hemp, or jute. Toe head is having tussled blonde hair. That's what a toe head is. Okay, but really it should be T-O-W head, not T-O-E head. All right. I thought it was like a toe. All right. Well, there you go. And then Urban Dictionary is to suck on someone's toe. Like to give toe head, fuck off. That's so dumb. Now, I mean, hey, if you're in a sucking feet, you're in a sucking feet. But clearly it's just, it didn't need to be an Urban Dictionary. You'd think they'd come up with a better name of it. Girl, you want to give me some toe head? What is that what it sounds like? Yeah, I want you to go down on my big toe. If you were into feet stuff, would the big toe be your favorite? Because it's such a powerful toe, the big toe. It dominates the foot, the big toe. You know. It's clearly, I I know this was a Seinfeld episode where they talk about the big toe being the captain, but when you take a look at your foot, that big toe is just, it's it's the behemoth. It's massive compared to the other toes. The other toes are obviously, there's a height discrepancy, but they all have the same thickness, the same width, but the big toe, not only is it the tallest, but it's also by far the widest. It's the toe that keeps all, uh, it's just, it's just a big motherfucker. You know, I like to think of it as a nice guy though. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, don't upset the big toe. You know, if the ring toe and the, you know, pinky toe were fucking around, that big toe would just look at it being like, I'm trying to get some sleep over here. And they'd be like, well, I'm so sorry. But then that big toe breaks and it's just that the rest of the foot's got to be like, oh, you fucking pussy. You just ruined our walking for us now. You're broken. We're fine. But now we have to all walk weirdly. Toes are weird. I don't get the foot fetish thing. I'm sorry. But again, Not judging not judging whatever you're into as long as you're not hurting people as long as there's consent then i support it get into those piggies you know what i mean now if you're into toes do you do the this little piggy went to the market thing is that foreplay for you do you grab that foot and start talking to them start wiggling those toes around right what if you're into feet but the person whose feet you love the most like oh those are the hottest feet you've ever seen they're, they're super ticklish and every time you go to touch them, they're like reactions to just jack you in the mouth with their foot. That'd be sad, actually, because it's like that's the most beautiful foot you've ever seen, but you can't get close to it. It's almost like Rogue and Gambit's relationship in X-Men. Just brutal, you know, because they, they belong together. There's a chemistry that's undeniable. You feel that heat. I remember watching the X-Men animated series when I was like eight years old being like, man, those two need to bang already. Right. But they couldn't. I don't know how Gambit never said, like, I will wear a my look, I'll just take my peep out, I'll wrap it, I'll, ra- I'll double layer it. Okay. And and I, I put it in. It'll be fine. Hands me on my back. Right? Like, why can't we make that happen? But she was too much like, man, because she rogues power. She absorbs power. If you guys aren't followers of the X-Men. And so if she touches anyone, she absorbs their power by touch. That's why she can never kiss anyone. It's a real tragic power. I mean, it's badass because she can really wreck people. Um, you know, she touches anyone, they're they're out. But she can't kiss anybody because of that. She can't. I mean, she's just straight up masturbating. She must masturbate the most. Rogue from X Men has to masturbate by far more than anyone who's ever masturbated because she can't get any kind of other touch. I still, if I was Gambit, would be like, come on, let me. Um, I gotta. I, I'd heal. But man, imagine getting your power absorbed through your dick. Ooh, what a way to go. What a way to die. You know. For rogue is rogue hot enough to die like that? Maybe, maybe she is pretty good looking. Something to think about. All right, that has been the episode for this week for uh the Joe Kill podcast, aka Kill Gallon's Pub. I will keep you updated on dry January throughout. Uh, bonus episode, of the Patreon is now available as well. So if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, get on board, it'll really be helping me out, supporting the podcast. It goes a long way, it really does. Um, what else can I tell you guys? I've got some fun shows coming up. So definitely check out, um, you know, follow me on social media. I'll be keeping those updated. I'm working on some road dates coming up. Uh, Minnesota working on that right now. So I'll have some news on that soon. And where else? I'll I'll keep you up. I'll keep you posted. It's going to be great. Special is going to be done soon. So hopefully we'll have a timeline in which you'll be able to see that. And yeah, man, let's kick some dicks in in 2023. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks for uh, listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers.